You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of Hear the Walking Dead, Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing omnibus Walking Dead podcast. It is Anthony and Aurora, and we are back to talk two more episodes of season 11 of The Walking Dead. Aurora, you've, I mean, nobody can see this, but I'm informing no. everybody now. You've come uh, especially prepared ready. for this episode. Yes. yes. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to pretend like on the Pod Jockeys podcast that... You're sitting across from me, like how Ben and I <laughs> pretend that we're sitting across from one another, which, by the way, also, I hope nobody listens to this because I'm breaking the illusion. Uh, but I can't see what you're what you're wearing right now. No. And nobody else can either. But nope. uh, do you, do you want to tell people or do you want to just leave it a, a mystery? You probably should tell people. I should. Yes, I am wearing my uh Beautiful here in the here the Walking Dead podcast T-shirt. Yes, uh, which you yes. got from geeklymerch.com. Link yes. in the description. Yep. Um, that's excellent. After, after recording and planning to go out and tell everybody about the podcast. <laughs> <T-shirt>. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's uh, if anything, it could be a conversation starter. It's a giant <laughs> rotting zombie skull with yes. headphones on. Like mm-hmm. it may raise some questions. Yeah, and I got it bright yellow. So <laughs> yes. Everybody can see it. Yes, you will stand out. <laughs> People will notice this. Yes. I approve. Uh, so, uh, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the, the shop at the end of the podcast. But yeah, we're here to talk two episodes of season 11, starting with episode six on the inside. So... In the last episode, we sort of got that, hey, Connie's still alive thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's hanging out with Virgil. Uh, and it's been a minute, so if you forgot who Virgil is, he's that guy that was with uh, Michonne on the... Yep. D- was, wasn't that like the drug-fueled prison island or something? Right, it's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he seemed like kind of not a great guy, but... Times have changed and situations have changed. And as this world has a habit of doing, he seems like a bit of a different person. Connie and Virgil have been surviving together and they are chased by a bunch of zombies into a mansion, which appears to be populated by a group of people driven insane who have resorted to feral cannibalism. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. pair are able to defeat most of the cannibals and are rescued by a group consisting of Kelly, Magna, Carol, and Rosita, with the sisters being reunited at last. Meanwhile, Daryl is forced to torture Frost for the location of Maggie's hideout. While scoping it out with a team of Reapers, led by Leah, Daryl does his best to protect his friends from their search. Maggie's group successfully escapes despite the Reaper Carver's suspicions of Daryl. When they return Mm -hmm. to Meridian, Leah's group learns that Pope killed Frost after further interrogation. Uh, What did you think of episode six? 
I am living for uh, Daryl being undercover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my new favorite thing. <laughs> Especially, uh, there was a scene where, like, they Maggie and Negan and everybody else hide like on the on the under the floorboards. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a basement thing. Yeah, um, like a smuggler thing. Yeah, yeah. and Daryl notices. It, this and he tries to like hide the little door that goes in <laughs> um <laughs> but there's one scene that he's standing over that little hatch yeah and he's like yeah i mean your community has like 20 people and he's like just reciting all the information about the reapers <laughs> and i was like how how are they not noticing that he's just feeding he, information <laughs> so your leader's name is pope right and he's he's got some glasses. He wears this little hat, right? That's weird. <laughs> he's just just standing there, just talking about everything he knows about that place. And hey, Leah, have you ever was... noticed how Pope lives in the third house on the right hand side? That's weird, right? <laughs> I think the other guy was like, what is the point of this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Daryl didn't, Daryl wasn't quite that on the nose, but he was a little on the nose. He yeah. was a little on the nose. I, it, yeah, I feel, I mean, obviously I see it this way because I'm seeing it as a, a from the other side of the screen. So I know that mm-hmm. they're hiding, but I was like, that's so obvious, Daryl. Just be a little bit more subtle. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit, right? Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I really like uh, the whole, like, everything he does to protect this group while at the same time keeping Leah happy. And, like, he's doing a lot of work. Yes. Um, which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, but the highlight of this episode was Connie. Oh, yeah. She made this whole episode. It was so good. 100%. Yeah. Um, it felt like a horror movie. <laughs> yes. Okay. I wanted to mention this. I, I don't want to step on your toes. No, no, no. Go ahead. But this was, it's been a long time since, I, I know that you've had some stuff in the show where you're like, that was really, really tense. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some really tense moments. I feel like it's been a long time on the show since it actually felt really scary. Yeah. Yeah. And Connie is deaf, right? So she can't hear mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. And we get... Because, uh, okay, so they're in this mansion, which looks creepy to begin with. Creepy, yes. Uh, there are, like, old paintings or pictures on the wall of, like, very mm-hmm. old pictures. And the people's eyes are all scratched out, which is, you yes. know, like a, a classic creepy thing. Mm-hmm. And she notices some holes in the wall in some areas, and she peers through them, and then she saw, like, crazy eyes on the other side, right? Yeah. And... She's telling Virgil, trying to tell Virgil. Crazy yellow eyes. Let me point out. Yes. Crazy yellow eyes. Is that what happens if you go feral, Aurora? I don't know. I mean, that's sign of liver damage, right? I guess. Probably. (laughs) uh, That's for science, Aurora. After this podcast is done, you go feral and then report to me uh, what happened to your eyes. I'm sure my husband will love that. (laughs) (laughs) Just tell him, honey, for science, I, I have to do this, okay? Uh, I'm going to turn into a feral cannibal. Uh, I'll come back eventually, but uh, we just need to know how accurate this television show is we're watching. Um, (laughs) The, (laughs) the, um, but she tells Virgil that they're not alone and they eventually get separated. And we eventually we get to see one of these feral cannibal 
types and like their skin is kind of grayish. They've got, they all have yeah. like long, We at first we only see one. He's got mm-hmm. like long, gross hair. Yep. And he walks on all fours, like very mm-hmm. creepily and stuff. Very creepy. And, and clearly like crazy as well. Mm-hmm. Like not thinking clearly in any form or fashion. And Connie's trying to escape this guy. We get like large chunks of it are silent. Yeah. Uh, It's like her screaming, but we can't hear her screaming Mm -hmm. because we're Mm -hmm. just hearing what she hears, which is nothing. So we see her like clawing at like, and eventually she gets into like this crawl space in between the walls, which is where I guess these people hang out most of the Mm -hmm. time, I Mm -hmm. guess. Um, I would I would assume, yeah. It's super claustrophobic in there, mm-hmm. and she finally finds a room where Virgil is cornered by one of these guys, too, and he blocks the door, and she's trying to get his attention, and then she sort of realizes that he might think that she's one of them mm-hmm. instead because she can't say anything to him. And then one creeps up behind him and she can't say anything to warn him because, again, yeah. she cannot speak. So it was so frustrating to watch. Oh, and there were a lot of them in this place. Yes, there were a lot. I have no I don't know if it started out as a community or or, or what. And I don't know what happened to these people, but like they were all like this. They were all yep. like creepy walking on all fours monster mm-hmm. zombie not zombies but like you know they look like zombies kind, they, they did have yeah. like a bit of a zombie aesthetic to them a little yeah. bit but they weren't like undead they were just gone from reality i guess mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and eventually connie saves the day by covering herself in zombie guts after one of them stabs Virgil in the back a bunch of times. Uh, and then she just opens the front door and lets the zombies come in. And then we got zombies versus feral cannibals, Aurora. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let me tell you something. Uh, the feral cannibals did not do very good. <laughs> they they lost bad. <laughs> they did. Yeah. Uh, their, their insanity did not help them because they're like, we'll just attack the zombies <laughs> instead of leaving. And uh, yeah, that resulted in all of them dying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was actually not only was it tense, right? Mm-hmm. But for the first time, I actually felt a sense of like actually being a little scared, which yeah. is nice in your zombie show. You want that to happen yes. more often, but yeah. the shows ran for 11 years and you kind of done all there is to do. So, yeah, we're kind of like desensitized from it, right? Like, yeah, oh yeah, so many terrible things in this show oh, yeah. that it's like, I applaud the writers for yeah. doing things that are new and keep mm-hmm. us like scared. Because yeah. I remember like the other episode this season where Maggie is in that warehouse and she's mm-hmm. like being followed by the Reapers, and there's like the mannequins that are scary too, and the mm-hmm. staircase scene that was really scary too, and that was kind of like a new perspective. So I like that they're doing things that are horror movie esque. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I um I mean, you know, you know, we're like Daryl in this episode when he gets brought in to torture Frost or whatever. Mhm. And, you know, I can't remember if it was Pope or somebody was like, you know, you okay with this or whatever and he's like, I've done worse. And the thing <laughs> is, he wasn't talking tough. 
He has done worse. Yeah, he has. Like that's yeah. that's that's nothing. He's done that. He went and it's chopped nothing. this dude's finger off. He's undercover, Aurora, and he chopped a dude's <laughs> finger off. Usually, when you're undercover, you 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 know you want to threaten to do the bad stuff, mm-hmm. but never actually quite do it. And Daryl's like, you know, I, I've done more than chop a finger off. So you know, right. yoink, there goes his finger. Uh, <laughs> and he probably would have taken another one too, but the dude did eventually talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, good stuff in this episode. I Very good. really, really liked the haunted house thing. In fact, that's a thing yeah. that the writers said that they were aiming for in the yep. the yep. post show thing. They're like, we really wanted to do this haunted mansion type vibe, and I'm like, mm-hmm. they did a great job, amazing job. And I it, that the different perspective also of like looking at through a person that can hear and a person that can't. Yes. Because every time they had Connie, they. It, there was no sound and it made it more like yeah uh, i was i i was i had so much anxiety when she was being chased by the yeah. monster and <laughs> you couldn't hear anything the only time they gave us any sound would be to let us know that the monster cannibal guy was close right like then we could hear it only only so our senses know that right. he's close but her sense yeah, is thing, like before he comes running, she's like touching the walls and she knows that he's coming because she can feel the, vibration. the vibrations. Uh, yes. Really cool. Yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, any final thoughts on episode six and what would you give it? I'm going to give this a four and a half uh, mm-hmm. because it was really good. And I'm also happy that Connie's back. <laughs> I gave this a four and a half, too. I thought this was a great episode. Yep. Uh, this made me very happy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Episode seven, Promises Broken. So there are no notes for this. This episode is premiering uh, on the night that we are recording this. But if you have AMC Plus, as per usual, you get this episode in advance. So there are no notes. And uh, Mm -hmm. I was very, very sleepy when this episode was on Aurora. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to do my best. I will not be able to do a, a smooth, full recap, but I can cover most of the... Uh, events. So we have uh, Eugene and company. They are in the Commonwealth, essentially doing. I don't know what's the best way to describe this. I, some they're, of them are doing essentially community service. I kind think. of. They're kind of like paying for their crime. Yeah. So like Eugene is on like zombie killing duty, right? Or whatever. And um. I actually don't remember what Princess was doing. Was she doing something similar? Her and Ezekiel? Yeah, Ezekiel, Princess, uh, Eugene, and I can't remember the the name of the girl that Eugene likes. They're all... Stephanie, I think. Stephanie. They're all cleaning buildings that the Mm. Commonwealth wants to expand to. Yes. Uh, They're cleaning them from walkers Mm -hmm. um, as part of like kind of like the punishment they're getting for Mm -hmm. the crime they committed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we get to see what this place is really like, right? They come across this guy and this girl, and they are like two people who don't even know that they're in this television show. <laughs> like, they're in another normal television show that doesn't take place oh during God. a zombie apocalypse. All I could keep thinking about was, like, how are these people like this? Like this, this like this unaware, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like this uh, snobby too. Like, th- if you have that attitude in the zombie apocalypse, you didn't mm-hmm. have not gone through anything. 
Yeah, no. Right? No, very pampered, very sheltered. Yeah. And like a zombie sneaks up on the girl, right? And Stephanie goes mm-hmm. and kills her. And the other one is freaking out, mostly because I think she got blood on her. Uh, yep. And like zombie goo, like that's what she's freaking out about. Not like I almost died, but like, right. ew, gross. Uh, freaking out like that. And I'm like, man, th- there are some don't ever run into Daryl. Like he's probably still got zombie guts on him <laughs> from season two. Uh, like, he probably does. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd, I I imagine most of these people probably don't smell amazing. No, uh, they've just no. gotten used to it over I time. I think he actually makes a comment like that, that they passed by the buildings and that stuffy guy says, oh, I can smell like the smell is, it says something about the smell Yeah, and he's like far away. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. I mean, this dude was in, this dude was in like, you know, a Bahama shirt. <laughs> He was in yeah. like a Tommy Bahama shirt and like uh, like board shorts, yep. <laughs> essentially. And um, totally on face, like nothing is happening. No, <laughs> and he starts talking shit about Stephanie and Eugene. Of course, not gonna take that kind of a lip about his lady friend. And they get in a bit of a war of words, uh, but this dude will not shut up about it. So Eugene, uh, like he eventually says something like really shitty. And Eugene mm-hmm. just punches him right in the fucking face. Yep. And it, it is... A, well deserved. Well deserved. Yeah. And, <laughs> of course, at that very moment, the lawyer and the guard show up because they hear the screaming of the the girl. And they're like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Do you even know who this is? This is like the, uh, the governor's or the mayor's or whatever. It's mm-hmm. her son and his girlfriend. Or whatever. So Eugene and Stephanie and Princess and all of them, I'm sure, are in more trouble now. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless it's one of those things where the the mayor slash governor—I can't remember if it's the mayor or the governor—but governor, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, whenever I think of governor, I keep thinking of the governor from the governor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that can't be it. We already had a the governor, um, right? But unless she's one of those ones where it's like the mom who knows her kid is an asshole. Like, there's two kinds, right? If, if, you, if you're an asshole kid, you have a parent who either knows, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, about time somebody punched you in the face. Or you've got the person who's like, you know, my sweet baby never does anything wrong. You must be the ones who are wrong. Uh, right. It's going to be one of those two. I hope it's the first and not the second. But uh, basically, that's what's going on with them. Uh, meanwhile, Negan and um, Maggie and the rest of them are uh, trying to... Are they trying to make their way back? I think they're trying to make their way back. No, uh, they're going to the for the Reaper. Oh, they're not, they're, that's right. They're still on yep. this Reaper mission. Yep. Uh, <laughs> this never-ending... See, I don't know. For some reason in my head, I'm like... You know, we're like seven episodes in, like maybe they're just like, okay, now it's time to head back. No. That's what Negan wants to do. (laughs) Yeah, he keeps wanting to go back. I guess I'm Negan in this situation. I'm like, they should be going back. Uh, And Maggie is like, no, no way. We're going to do whatever it takes. And uh, Mm -hmm. so, you know, they decide to do some Whisperer cosplay and uh, use them to sort of uh, make their way through. Negan's like, Negan actually mentions like, I kept mine. For, you know, yeah. sentimental reasons, <laughs> personal reasons. I love Negan so much. Oh <laughs> He's <my God>. awesome. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Uh, Maggie was all like weird about this or whatever. And he's like, oh, you know, let, he was he was more like, let loose, have some fun with this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is going to be great. Um, yeah, there's a moment that uh, he says something like that. And, and Maggie's like, this is not funny or this is not fun. And he's like, not with that attitude. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's the best. Uh, I, I love Negan. Um, so I remember that there is a, there's also a moment where I think in this episode where Negan is sitting down with Maggie too, to yes. talk about indirectly. I don't think they directly are like, you killed Glenn. Um, but he's sort of like mm-hmm. talking about the hard choices. Right. And the stuff that led to all the stuff like uh, Rick leading the charge on that bunker uh, with all mm-hmm. those people in it. And he's like, all those people had friends and families. And he talks right. about Gracie, the baby that they took, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that baby belonged to somebody. Uh, yep. You know, basically, I think they're sort of leaning towards, it's like nobody was right in this situation, which, right. you know, that's a pretty typical and common uh, I would say uh, comment on war in general like whenever you yeah. have it basically everybody's guilty of bad stuff and mm-hmm. largely people are right about some stuff and wrong about other things and yep. usually it is fruitless and pointless by and large um, yeah, and I think that one of the points he was trying to make is that, you know, you see it from the outside, but every single community that you've attacked have done things because they were trying to protect themselves. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to, like, bring it back to her and say, you know, you're about to do something uh, that is basically that you're going to go into a community to kill people so that your community can survive. Yeah. So it's. I think he was trying to make her see that she's not above him. Like No. You're doing the same thing that I was doing. Yeah. You're no more righteous than I am. Yeah. No. And I think she sees that too. I mean, it's not going to make it easy for her to ever forgive. Um, Mm -hmm. Or maybe not. Maybe forgive is the wrong word. Maybe she can forgive, but, you know, not forget that sort of thing. One, One way or the other. Like, it's too egregious a thing to be able to completely dismiss. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel they're, they're making those inroads, Aurora. I, yeah. I don't know. Were you feeling the sexual tension this week or not really? <laughs> I, I really wasn't getting those vibes. I, I didn't feel the sexual tension, but I do think that Negan really respects Maggie. I think so, and too. Yeah. cares for her. Um, and I think it goes beyond the fact that he killed Glenn. I mm-hmm. think he actually sees himself in her. Yes. And there's a lot of like his stance with her is more of a like a mentor. In a way, like I see it that way. And it looked that way in this episode where he was like giving her props for learning how to walk like the whispers. And Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It feels like he's really, he really admires her and respects her. Yeah. That's that's my my feeling. Uh, Any final thoughts on episode seven? And what would you give it? I really like that scene. Uh, with the Negan and Maggie and even though it wasn't like action packed I thought it was so powerful having them mm-hmm. sit down and talk about the elephant in the room yes and Negan was super honest with her and I think at one point she's like would you do things differently and he said yes I will kill all of you 
<laughs> I mean, points for honesty. But it's, I think, I, again, it goes back to that mentoring thing that he's doing with her. I think he's, yeah. again, he sees himself in her and mm -hmm. he's trying to let her know, hey, I made your, the mistakes that you're about to make. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just trying to let you know that, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're going to regret it or, you know, you have to think this through. But so. Uh, oh, it's so tough, right? These things. Hindsight is can be powerfully positive and negative to, mm -hmm. to look back at a thing. Like, I don't think Negan would have ever killed all of them because I don't think even when he was at his worst, his whole thing seemed to be, I need to kill people. That's a right. given. But I only want to kill them like the minimum number required to maintain order. It and makes me no think more. that he might have said that for Maggie. Yes. I think that he thinks that he need, she needed to hear that. Yes. Because she's about to do. Because the other way you look at it um, is all the other things that happened to him happened. And I mean, maybe he as a person doesn't feel this way, but as a viewer of the television show, his character seems to be in a much better place. Yep. Yep. Um, and he wouldn't have gotten there had not all of this stuff happened. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's one of those things like hindsight, you can always look back and be like, I wish this horrible thing didn't happen. But if you find yourself in a good place, you might not have been there if not for the horrible things that happened right. and getting through them might be the thing that led you to the good point. So, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. what, what would you give this one? I'm going to give this one a four. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I liked it. Um, mm -hmm. and I also wanted to point out that one thing that we missed was that there was also a scene where Leah and Daryl found this family mm -hmm. and, uh, he, she asked Pope what they should do with them. And Pope says, kill them. Yeah. But at, when the moment came, she was like, she didn't, she, they killed the, the mom of the family because she was hurt. Mm -hmm. But she spared the dad and the son. Yeah. The, I liked seeing that rebellious side mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, we know Lee is still good. Forward. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I went a, only slightly softer and went three and mm -hmm. three quarters. I liked okay. it a lot. It was it was good. Uh, it just didn't have what the last episode had. It did have that Maggie Negan scene, which is the thing that mm -hmm. stood out most to me. But... Um, it didn't have, I don't know, that last episode had yeah, just so, so much going for it. I don't know. I really loved it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, everybody, that is the podcast for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. And, uh, of course, this is a listener-supported podcast. Thank you, everybody, for supporting. Aurora, that even includes you, even though you're on this podcast. Uh, there are a couple different ways you can help. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly. And, uh, of course, the merch store, which was mentioned before, geeklymerch.com. Links for both are in the show notes for this episode. And uh, it bears repeating that uh, if and when you do buy merch, if you feel like it, nobody has to, of course, but if you're feeling like it, uh, you can snap us a picture of the merch. You can either be wearing it or not. It, like, it doesn't matter. And you know, tag us on, on socials or just send it to the email address, any of those things. Uh, and I will return the favor and send uh, a promo code so you can save some money the next time you decide to support. Um, I should mention that more often. I was only mentioning it on one podcast, so I should mention it on, on, on more because uh, several people have uh, 
have sent in stuff. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's always super cool. Uh, also, this podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for Hear the Walking Dead. Hit subscribe, and that way you can come back next time to hear us talk about more Season 11, Episode 8, called Four Blood. Mm-hmm.